listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. On a day where we have a big Thursday night football match featuring two number one big. picks. Big. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, good, I'm interested. On. There's money to be made. Uh, the Bucks getting Antonio Brown back before their big game against, uh, against New England. I think no one will argue that. And we've got an NBA player saying he's willing to sit out an entire season, forfeit his salary if he doesn't get his way. What's the Vegas lead, RJ? Well, if Ben Simmons doesn't play, his over-under for three-pointers is a half. <laughs> and if he plays, it's a half. But that won't No be, line movements. That won't be the Vegas lead. I, maybe I'm a little perverse, but I'm going to double dip. Let's start off talking about Burrow and Lawrence, because I can't lie, I've been at the head of the anti-Trevor Lawrence national media train. At the head, not second, not third, number one. R.J. Bell. So the fact that Trevor Lawrence has been, hmm, let me think of a word, horrible, let's lead with that and compare him to Burrow, the number one picks last two years. All right, Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow, two former top picks, two guys with a special special connection to Urban Meyer. Uh, Cincinnati minus 7.5 at Jacksonville tonight on Thursday Night Football. Now, one of my – listen, I have nothing personal against Trevor Lawrence – it's never personal with me. Always business, K. But no, is. <laughs> but I do. There's parts of his pedigree, parts of his mm, life story that I just have trouble relating to. I have trouble relating to a guy. And again, listen, we never know for sure what struggles a person faces at two thirty in the morning, staring into the mirror. So I'm not going to sit and act like I know. But from a distance. And in the ways that affect me as a sports fan, you as a sports fan, Trevor Lawrence has not overcome much. And pregame.com research came up with a really impressive, eye-popping series of numbers here. Trevor Lawrence in high school and college, pre-NFL, 86 wins, four losses. Now, that's good. I think I lost that many games in junior high, but okay, that is good. Let's, let's not blame a person for that. Oh, my gosh, he'd be a good guy if only he had lost more games. No. It's amazing, impressive, 86-4. and four. Now, Joe Burrow, the number one pick last year in high school, in college, 62-7. and seven. Okay, that's good. Not quite as good. Still pretty good. That's good. Now, I'm going to do a little mathematics here, okay? If you add that up, those, these two starting tonight, 148 winners before the NFL, 11 
Losers. We have ATS records or Nah in, in high school? <laughs> Are you dem- I mean yes. I'm from Texas, RJ. Yes, yes high yes, school. But I don't I don't do that publicly. <laughs> they make you lay twelve to win ten. I mean it's out of Steubenville. They do actually. And three teamers, ties lose. It's tough oh. to be high school. But I tried. It's, I mean, before, before. Back I think in the, the statute of limitations is up on that. But if you look at it, in 159 games, they lost 11 combined. Okay. They've lost 11 games in the NFL. It's been uh, 15 games. They're four. Well, they got a tie in there, I guess, right? So since he has the tie. So four, 11, and one. So 11 losses in 159 games. 11 losses in 16 games for Burrow and Lawrence. Here comes... I smell a 155-game win streak coming. <laughs> well, they, they're going to play each other, so I don't think... Oh, no! But, but, Foiled. But, but to me, here comes welcome to the NFL, but welcome to adversity. And Trevor Lawrence has not responded particularly well. Um... Let's look at some numbers here. QBR, we are straight out of Vegas. I'm R.J. Bell, A.J. Hoffman in studio. If you look at QBR, that is the ESPN stat that is highly regarded. The second worst, oh wait, actually he's third. The third worst QBR is Trevor Lawrence. He has a 23. Now, Zach Wilson has a 22, and Justin Fields has a 7. Okay, Justin Fields is the one game, so let's kind of accept it was a historically bad game. Who knows how bad it's going to keep continuing to be. But you know what? If it does, he probably won't keep starting. But somehow Trevor Lawrence, they don't blink. They traded their backup away. They said, you know, we got one of the best backups, Minshew, in the league, and he is one of the best backups well, let's get a seventh-round pick for him and let's clear the way. Because we, we don't want Trevor Lawrence to face any adversity. Like, maybe this backup might actually be better. Because I tell you this, you put in Minshew tonight, I'm taking Jacksonville plus seven and a half and not blinking. Now, we can look at some other stats. EPA, for example, Trevor Lawrence is... Let's think about this. He's actually second to last again. So not last, that's Zach Wilson, but second to last. But it feels like to me, AJ, that the amount of drama, the amount of, oh my God, what's, what's happening in New York is substantial. Wilson is getting a lot of heat. There's not even heat on him personally as much as consternation about, oh my gosh, did we miss again? I don't feel any of that out of Jacksonville Maybe that's why I don't like Trevor Lawrence. What's your take on it all? Yeah, I do think that it's funny. Well, I say it's funny. It's interesting to see a guy deal with failure for the first time in his life. And well, have what have we seen? Well, we've seen it not go well so far. I, I, I mean, certainly now. Mind what you, do you th- sense about him though? Because I, it strikes me he's a. Obliv- it's almost like it's not happening. I think that he knew there would be growing pains. I don't How do know. You know what he knew. I don't know that. I, that's why I said I think he he thought. He that would remember, be he doesn't care too much about football. It's a it's a he cares, but he's got more important things to worry about. Maybe so, but I I can't imagine he said I'm going to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars 
go 14 and 3, win the AFC. Like, but then, listen, there's a difference between not. First of all, there were people saying, and let's be candid, this, the, the South is there for the taking or for a decent team, right? Colts, <laughs> Colts have zero wins. Call me when one shows up there. I, a decent team, yeah. So Jacksonville, at different points, we were looking at in the offseason thinking, you know, Urban Meyer comes in and schemes this thing up. If Trevor Lawrence really is ah, the savior, he, he, I don't think you cannot say, and this is important, you cannot say that Trevor Lawrence has met expectations. No. So that's the point. Yeah, they didn't think he'd win at all, but it's like this is worse than we thought. You mentioned Urban Meyer, and you talk about another guy who's not experienced failure in his life. He's about to have his fourth loss of the season, or if, assuming he does. He had four Big Ten losses the entire time he was at Ohio State. He lost four conference games in seven years. But This is new to him, but too. he seems like he really cares. In fact, it looks like Urban Meyer cares too much. It looks like he's got an ulcer on the sideline. It, side it looks like he cares too much. And Trevor Lawrence, we actually have a little footage where he was after the most re- – or some audio after the most recent game, which was a bad performance. This is what he said. I'm already a multi-millionaire. <laughs> so – I don't know if that was him exactly, but conceptually, I think it's in line. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> We're straight out of same Vegas. hair. Is that how you think about it? Oh, same hair. Is yeah. Your, okay. Okay. I thought you were saying same here that like you're not all that concerned. Oh as no, a millionaire. <laughs> Sports radio and the iHeartRadio app. Okay, let's shift to Burrow. How's Burrow do- doing? Well, one thing that is important to realize is. And let's give some credit to the Cincy coaching staff. Maybe, in my opinion, the least competent staff. They are running the ball an inordinate amount. And they are not allowing Burrow to drop back too, too much. And I think it was, I'm going by memory here, McKenzie, maybe you can pull it up. I think he had 23 passes against the Steelers. Now, listen, when you're in the lead... In the NFL or any football, you tend to run the ball more. The modern NFL, not as much, where if you're even in the lead, a la the Falcons against the Patriots uh, in the Super Bowl, the, you know, you're supposed to keep trying to score because it's easy to come back uh, in the NFL today. 14 for 18, Burrow was against the Steelers. So I think he actually dropped back like 23 times, but with, you know, but okay, yeah, so only 18 attempts. That's right. So... That's to me. That's the Bengals waking up a little bit and saying, "Hey, he blew out his leg once. If he blows out again, we'll be fired before he makes it to the hospital. Let's not pass very much." And as a road favorite here, or in this case, oh, the, the game's in Cincy, huh? Why did I think that I had that flipped in my head? I apologize. So as a seven and a half, you know, I was willing to lay it with the Bengals at seven and a half. I, I guess I got to play here at seven. <laughs> I mean, wow. So see the truth. Listen, the truth gets told here. I actually had that game flipped. Bengals oh seven and a half. If you're favored by over a touchdown and you want to run the ball, something to think about when it comes to the props. By the way, AJ, three Thursdays ago, you first prop you won. Two Thursdays ago, one. Last one, one. It's crazy. Undefeated. I'm a prop wizard. I didn't even know it. Now, are you going to have a prop for us today? I am. You're not going to like it. 
Well, that well, listen. If it wins, I like it. I do think it is noteworthy with Burrow. He's not passing a ton now. How's that going to work when they're behind in games? We'll see. Because obviously the Bengals are going to be behind at different points. If you look at Burrow's uh, QBR, he's twenty fourth out of thirty two. If you look at his Pro Football Focus grade, he's thirteenth. So pro football focus is about grading the technique, the exactly what the quarterback does. If he throws a perfect pass and the running back or the wide receiver drops it, he gets a PFF, a really good grade as the passer. It's the catcher of the ball, or not the catcher, that gets the negative. But when it comes to stats at QBR, performance is all that matters. So Joe Burrow's quality of quarterbacking is much better than his stats right now because the Bengals aren't good around him. Well, and of course, the Athletics' Mike Sando has him like number three. (laughs) Well, Mike Sando from the Athletic, (laughs) he had (laughs) McKenzie's favorite uh, (laughs) his favorite attribution is... (laughs) I can't believe we don't have that drop in your board. That's a big mistake by us. Well, I mean, because you can do the imitation at any time. The Athletic Mike Sando... (laughs) Let's give him a try. He's only on 225 stations. Get, let's assume Mike Sando did something that we were attributing and that you had to do it, McKenzie. Go ahead. RJ, this just in from the Athletics Mike Sando. Wow! You know, he had that recorded. Did you, <laughs> did you hear him play on his tape recorder? I give him credit. That's as well as we're going to do to end this segment. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of, well... I think pretty good Tampa Bay and not so good New England, but it's the game of the year. It's a great matchup coming up, RJ. The New England Patriots, Tampa Bay Bucks, Tom Brady against Bill Belichick. What's the Vegas breakdown? Well, the line is seven right now, and it looks like it's drifting. Tampa Bay on the road, favored at New England by a touchdown. Here's the question. Where does this line close? A lot of people are going to be betting this game and when do you bet that's the question you bet early you bet late I would almost have guaranteed and I don't guarantee but I would have almost guaranteed that this line would have gone either stayed the same or gone up I don't think on Sunday that you would get a worse number with uh the Patriots so my thought would be wait if you like the Pats bet now if you like the Bucks but here's a piece of information that really threw me the Super Contest, which is the biggest NFL handicapping contest. Fezzix won that twice. Only guy on earth to ever do that. Back-to-back only guy, but he won it twice only guy. It's the biggest handicapping contest. Millions given away. And they put the line out on Wednesday that we got to pick into. And the line in this game was six and a half. What they do at the Super Contest better than anyone is they have a feeling which way the line's going to go because they're professional bookmakers. And that's telling us this line goes down. And I'm shocked at that idea. 
What's your thought? Well, my thoughts yesterday was my thought yesterday was it is going to go up. There's no way it wouldn't go up because we've seen the bet splits on this and they're outrageous. Ninety eight percent of the cash so far on Tampa, ninety seven percent of the tickets. And I said, and I believe Fez thinks the same thing that this game goes off at seven and a half. So, I, but so for the contest purposes, six and a half seems like a, a well, great place not, to be. Yeah, that's a different conversation. Most of the listeners aren't. I understand, but I would, well, that's why we're not talking about that. We're talking about yeah. what does the contest tell us about which way the lines move. Do you believe it's going to go back to six and a half by kickoff? I, my instincts were no, but what I'm telling you this is this changed your instinct though. That, that y- yes, wow. It, it, what it's caused me to do is quite. Here's the thing: with a better, you don't have that you're that you think A or you think B. If A and B is the binary choice, what you think is, I'm pretty sure it's A, or I'm pretty sure it's B, or you know what? I'm not sure at all. So I've gone from pretty sure this line goes up to I'm not sure at all, because there's one piece of information that's pointing me one way, which is everything I've ever known about betting markets saying it goes up. And why is that? Because the public is square. They like to bet the popular teams. The Bucks are look so much better than the Patriots. Thus, they want to bet that team. And they don't really value home field too much. So it's like, oh, a touchdown, no big deal. Seven and a half, oh, it's only a half point. That's how they think, right? The guys at the bar, that's how they think. Uh. And <laughs> it's true. It's like Barney style. I know that this contest rarely, if ever, or is right 90-plus percent of the time when it comes to which way the line's going to move. This is a riddle, and as they say, stay tuned.